What's going on, everybody? Uh, man, welcome back. Episode 8, I believe, of the Jex Podcast. I always never remember. What is it? Are we 8? We at number 8? Yeah. Episode 8 of the Jex Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, as always, uh, Michael Jex. I got my brother to the left next to me, as always, Gary Cowan. What's Cowell. up, y'all? What's up? And uh, today we got a special guest, man, because uh, it, it, it wouldn't be right to you know bring in the new year uh, with some fresh financial literacy, fresh financial advice from somebody who, who I personally uh, look up to from the from a financial education standpoint, somebody who I've called multiple times like, man, I think I'm overspending on some things, man. I need, I need, I need some guidance, bro. But uh, no, man, we're going to get into it. This, this brother right here has a huge following on social media, man. Super intelligent uh, when it comes to the financial industry. And uh, we're going to get right into it. We're going to know who he is, how he can, uh, you know, help everybody out listening in today, uh, giving us a great outlook on, you know, how we should be thinking financially for 2021. And, and a bunch more, man. We're just gonna gonna really dive into it. But my man Rashad, man Rashad Bilal. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. up, my brother? I always, you know what's funny? Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I always say your, your last name to myself. Okay. But I always want. Am I saying it right? Bilal is. A, is I a mean, Bilal. Bilal. It's Bilal. like, it's like okay. the, the R and B singer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's good, bro? How's everything, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for coming by. I know you out here in Miami, uh, vibing. You got you got your you got your boy here. It was his birthday the other day. Yeah, yeah, for yes, sure. Yes, for sure. yes. Happy for birthday sure. to your boy uh, Nasir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, man. So I wanna I wanna just start it off by asking you, you know, about you, you know. Uh, Let's let, let's dive into you know the story. Where, where did this come about? Because I I know uh, it's probably like well over a year ago. You know I connected with you on social media, on Instagram, and um, I was I was you know on your page. I'm like, damn, everything this brother posting is like facts. It's it's, 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 it's like real, real talk. He's posting about uh, just 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 uh, financial stuff. But where did that start? You know, um, tell, tell bring us back. Like where did that uh, you know desire to learn more about you know the financial world and you know yeah for sure. I mean, I always was interested in business my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was always an entrepreneur, and that's something that he always, like, you know, really kind of, like, put in my brain early on was, like, never rely on anybody else to, you know, um, provide for you. Always provide for yourself, no matter what you, you know, like, different type of businesses. But entrepreneurship was something that was, like, real big. Mm-hmm. And um, I always just loved stocks and investing, like, my whole life. Like, you know what I mean? Just, like, even from childhood? Yeah. That's you know what's what I mean? So I was just, like, you know, watching movies like Wall Street. Like barbarians at the gate, all that when I was like 10, 12 years mm-hmm. old. So I always knew I wanted to be in business in some form or fashion. I just wasn't sure exactly like what. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, coming out of college, I, I thought I was going to play ball um, mm-hmm. and I went overseas and that didn't work out. So coming back, I knew like I didn't, I didn't, you know, want to get a regular job. I Even mean, if I did, it would be, you know, I had a communications degree. So it's like mm-hmm. from a state college, that's. <laughs> you know, right, 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 right. Get in line, get a job where you can. So it's like, all right, uh, you know, how can I make this work? So I started working um, as a financial advisor with an insurance company. Study, got my my securities license, my life insurance license, and it's a commission job. So they yeah. pretty much hire anybody because right. like ninety three percent of the people is not going to make it. Right, I mean, right. You, but for me, it's like twenty four years old. I don't have any responsibilities. I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily for me, you know, it worked out, um, and I was able to survive. I'm actually still licensed as a financial advisor now, mm-hmm. um, even though that's kind of taking up less of my time because of what I do that. So mm-hmm. just being in that and then just working in that type of field, you know, seeing, you know, the lack of financial literacy mm-hmm. that, culture. Um, yeah, right. especially our culture has compared to other people, I really felt like there's a need to actually, you know, share some information and give people some information because there's so much that people didn't know. Mm-hmm. Even myself, I was learning so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, as far as, like, the financial literacy part, my partner Troy, um, you know, we childhood friends. We grew up together, and he was a teacher, 
uh, a public school teacher, and um, you know, he asked me to come into his classroom and teach a uh, financial literacy class. Mm-hmm. That turned into like a six-week summer program that we that we was running. And um, so it was like every week I was like actually teaching financial literacy, and he helped me learn how to teach. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as it looks being right, a teacher. Right, so right. he helped me like, you know, how to like, you know, take breaks, get kids' attention, break them up to groups. There's a whole, you know, method behind teaching. And I, I like, you know, helped him learn about business and financial literacy. So we kind of merged those two together to really mm-hmm. make financial literacy. He was doing that. And um, that evolved into, you know, a girl from my neighborhood that I grew up with, um, Valencia. Shout out to Val. She was real big. She was a well, she still is. She's a teacher in Baltimore. Okay. And um, she became real big on Instagram by, like, taping herself in her classroom. And she would do, like, different lessons. But it was a whole unique way of actually, you know, looking at a teacher. She wasn't your average teacher. I think I know who that is, actually. She's a, she's cool with uh, um, Nikki and Emmaus. Okay. We'll, I, we'll show you. But I know, I know oh, yeah, exactly Nikki, who Nikki, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, she does, um, she does multi-level marketing, too, right? Nikki? She's in my company. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's in our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's one of her, her good friends. So, um, small world, yeah. small world. That's crazy. So, like seeing that, and this is somebody I got like, knew, like I know her personally. So, like to see her blow up, and Rihanna started following her, shaving, mm-hmm. was posting her, and I'm like, if she could do it, I know I can do it. Like, you know wow. what I'm saying? Like, not like no disrespect to her, right, but right. I just know her personally. So I'm like, yeah, I inspired, want, inspired, yeah, like. yeah. So I'm like, I wanted that was my goal originally to be um, like a financial guy on Instagram. Gotcha. I wanted to build my own personal brand. So, um, what time? So, what, how long? Like, what time? When, when is this? That was like two thousand, like sixteen. Okay. Like two thousand, like sixteen, like around mm-hmm. four years ago, and um, so me and my man Mike, shout out to Mike, he's a third partner, earning leisure, a silent mm-hmm. partner, and um, he's like a real technical guy. So we put together a marketing plan to like get my 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 followers up, and like you know, started doing different videos and posting it and. That grew, mm-hmm. and people, you know, really started to like dig what I was saying because I was approaching it from a different standpoint. I was talking about like the backstories of sports and entertainment, and like making financial literacy like more cooler. Like, you know yeah, I mean? right. you did, you did do that. I appreciate much, that. Much, Thank yeah, you. you definitely did. And then, so from there, people kept asking, like, "Yo, you got a podcast? You got a podcast?" This is like right when podcasts started to boom. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, that might. That's probably a good idea. So I asked <laughs> Troy, and I talked to him every day. Like, you want to be my partner? And uh, he came with the name Earn Your Leisure. And um, we just started it. We didn't really have any expectations for it to take off. Honestly, it was just really just a, Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> yeah, the, I saw you post about, it was two years ago? Yeah, January, two years ago. Two years ago, that was, that's when we first started. And I had, like, you know, wrote out, like, the vision board for it, like, the notes, like, what we need to do to get it started. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of those things, bro. We just started it, and it just, like, took off like wildfire. And... Uh, that's where we at now. That's incredible, man. That that's 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 incredible. So I know there's like so many different parts that you just went over too. Like, um, you up to what? Probably if you guys don't know, his podcast is uh, Earn Your Leisure Earn your podcast. Leisure. On you can find it on all the streaming services, YouTube. I, I check it out all the time. Um, what is what, what what what's some something that we could ask? Like, cause I cause one thing I'm thinking about right now is. So many people that follow you now because your following is huge. I know, hey, it's funny because like I'm, I always hear when someone says a story of, man, I was inspired by X, Y, and Z and now like, yo, his following is now huge. You know what I mean? He's got a huge following on his podcast and things of that nature. Um, what what do you think, you know, the mindset for people should be, first of all, like I know when they listen to your your information that you give out on a regular basis, probably the one thing they, they may want to know for themselves because the majority of people who may be listening to you may just have like, you know, uh, a nine to five, right? But they hear so much information from you as far as like maybe investing or um, just different ways to think about money. 
someone right now, if they have a nine to five, they got a regular day job, um, no disrespect to it, it was just, you know, what they what they earning on a regular, but they want to get out of that. What's what's a step, you know, someone can take, you say, for maybe from an in, investment standpoint or something they should do to make extra money to then go invest? What's your take on that individual that's listening right now? Yeah, I think um, the first <clears throat> is um, you got to learn to save. They can always say, like, you shouldn't invest until you have savings. I recommend, like, you got to have at least six months of savings. Um, like your monthly expenses, at the minimum three recommended six months, maximum probably 12 months before you start to, mm-hmm. and to learn to uh, pay off debt too. Credit card debt really holds you back. So it's really no magical wand, unfortunately, but it's like a couple mm-hmm. of things that you can actually do if you don't have enough money at the end of the month is A, cut back expenses. Uh, B, find a way to make more money. C, is the optimal solution where you cut back on expenses and find a way to make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, all right, now you, you have more money, but what are you doing with it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, to build those those foundational steps to put money in savings, um, learn to save monthly on discipline, learn to pay off credit, learn to not overexpend, learn to, you know, have discipline. You know, right. It's difficult for, for a lot of people. It's like you want to experience everything right now, but it might not be time for you to experience everything right now. So you, you, you speak in truth right now. There's <laughs> a lot of people, especially, you know, I, I think, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, like with our culture, I think that's probably one of like, you know the damning things right because in our culture right you know we all we all from new york he's you know brooklyn brooklyn bronx you know we we grow up almost with a sense of yo we don't know if we're gonna make it to a certain age i know that's how i felt like growing up i always say this like for me like time is the most valuable thing for me because growing up it was weird it was like it was so wild you know growing up um you know we it was like a question whether or not we were gonna make it i wonder if like you know some of those things are you know ingrained in us from our either you know upbringing yeah upbringing our environment right or or anything uh prior to maybe passed down from our parents from our paradigms things of that nature but would you say that 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 might be one of the you know the tough things because you just said something that's important okay it's not necessarily you know the 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 thing to maybe want to experience something right now but if you hold on do it right you experience it later on most people don't have that discipline to want to chill right now right is that something that you think people have to really focus in on because i think the question they'll be able to ask is yo i want to be able to invest more i want to make more money that's a subconscious thing i want to do whatever i can to make more money so i could go buy the louis and gucci right now i need that right now right now it's a process Mm -hmm. it's a process i think you know what i'm saying like for me i feel like um there's levels yeah no matter what you know what i'm saying If, if you got a hundred thousand, you know, somebody that's worth millions looking at you like you don't got no money. You got a couple yeah. million, somebody that's worth 20 million looking at you like you got mm-hmm. no money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there's always, you got billionaires. You got, now you probably gonna have a trillionaire soon with yeah. Elon Musk and, and these mm-hmm. guys. So you can never, you can't run anybody else's race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't measure your success based off of anybody else's success because you don't know what took them to get to that point and you don't know you know what I'm saying, as far as your time frame might be different. So, like, even for, like, me personally, I, I stay in my lane. I stay in my financial lane. I'm not going to do anything that's going to hurt myself mm-hmm. trying to impress somebody. Right. Because it's right. like, when you're hurt, they're not going to be there to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pat they're not, not going to heal your hurt. nobody hugging you. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think that's a big thing, man. And, um, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of temptations that we have, especially in our culture. You know, what I'm saying like with the music mm-hmm. and just seeing different things, it, it just makes you want to just do it right now. Like you want right. to have those Balenciaga sneakers, you want to <laughs> fly on a private plane, you want to, you know, what I'm saying because mm-hmm. you you seeing it, and that's that's what we are trained to think success is. Is right, and it's like if you don't, if you can't do that, then you feel like 
you haven't made it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, you can do that, but you're sacrificing real long-term wealth mm-hmm. every time you make that decision and just spend money frivolously. Yes, sir. So, you know, I'm a big proponent of balance. I have no, no problem with people spending money, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I just think that it should be done responsibly. And um, I feel like a lot of times, even, you know, just going back to when we were young, you know, work a summer job, you get paid $200, you're going to spend 190 on sneakers. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you got to wait two weeks when you get broken. You got to wait another right, two weeks. Right. You're going to spend another $200 on peanut butter and jelly for yeah, the next two like, weeks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, we got we to gotta establish that in our kids early on. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we got to fight temptation because, um, it does play a part, man. The yes, culture, the music, those, all those influences are undeniable. And um, we're seeing it. And even if we don't fully understand it, it's, it's being, you know, ingrained in our self-conscious. And uh, we, we measure our self-worth by material items a lot of times. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So going, like, so if I look at it now, because it's funny, when I spoke to you, I remember I spoke to Mike and I was thinking about, some of the the foundation I need to lay before investment comes becomes you know my focus. And he told me he had a conversation with you, mm-hmm. and he told me some of the things. I'm like, thank God I did a lot of that stuff already. Mm-hmm. But for some of those people, if I put myself back in the shoes of okay, I got that foundation laid. I don't really know how to build a business. Don't know how to how to look at opportunity or even what to invest. What what is some ways or what do you think a person who's kind of like trying to figure things out? What are some of those steps that should be taken that has that foundation laid now? I think the first steps is education. Okay. And, um, you know, to educate yourself. So I would educate myself on the two biggest. I feel like 99% of millionaires in America have some form of stock or real estate or most of the time a combination of both. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the proven pathway to success, right? Okay. So we know that stocks and real estate is like the two big pillars as far as investing. So I would educate myself and start, especially with stocks, you can start small. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can actually put $100 a month into you know an investment account. You can put $50 a month into an investment account. There's this things called mm-hmm. ETFs, which is like a basket of stocks. You know, it's like an all-star team. So you don't, like you might not have enough money for just one Amazon share, but you can invest in a QQQ. Um, is it was the ETF mm. and in QQQ it has Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, like all of the top tech companies. I think right now the price is like three hundred and like twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. So for three hundred and twelve dollars, you can have all of those companies. So you can put you know, three hundred dollars every single month into something like that, like right. And so it's like that's a a great way to start, start. investing, especially in the stock market. Um, real estate, you know, you're not going to start with that much, that little. But, you know, save up. You'd be surprised, especially if you don't live in a state like California, New York. You might be able to get a property for 100000 And then, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got what's called the FHA loan where you can put 3% down, 3.5% right. down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with clothing costs and all that, you might be able to get a property for $8,000. You know what I'm saying? Get a, a house, $8,000. You're renting it out. You might get, you know, $500, you know, $1,000 a month rent. You know, a couple of years, that, that property might be worth 150000 now. You know, right. refinance, take $50,000 out. So now you got... Started with eight thousand dollars. Now you got fifty thousand. Now you can buy two houses. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It's like monopoly, and just you mm-hmm. know, just keep building it like that. So I would say just you know, start small. But the first thing is to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now there's is no better way. It's no better time to really receive education because you got so many free resources. Right. Like this Google, YouTube, podcast. Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to ask you, I know you, how, how did you learn? I mean, I know you said you went to school for financial 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't go to school for finance. I went to school for um, communications. communications. I, learned, okay, that's I learned the finance part after. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, studying because, um, like, you know, to be an advisor, you got to, like, pass certain tests. So, you know, I was pretty much like I went to college. After I went to college, I stayed up, like, in my room for, like, a couple months reading books, taking the test online until I actually was preparing to to pass the test. But uh, I feel like what I learned in the last two years is way more than I learned my whole entire life. You know what I'm saying? Just just from our podcast and just being around people and I'm just soaking up so much information. So I learned so much from interviewing people, from having conversations. So I'm sure that, you know, other people have learned as well. And that's just free information. Like there's other, you could take courses, you can buy books, you can you can invest in your money into education as well, but I mean, there's no excuse why you can't educate yourself now. Right. But the key is just so much free game out there. Drill down. You don't want to spread yourself too thin, and you know now you're going in all different directions. So it's like I right, focus on stocks, focus on real estate, mm-hmm. then focus on something else. You know, it's hard to do That's like real. 20 different mm-hmm. things at once. That's real. I know some people right, you touched some, on that right yeah because and, and, and it was good that you touched the first some of the first thing you touched on is like you know that patience and having that discipline right so so if we go if we just kind of recap a little bit right first it was save gotta have some savings and de- get down to debt right mm-hmm. get down to debt create some savings uh, a cushion for at least three minimum uh, from three months of uh, minimum uh, monthly expenses you'd like to have a year once you have that down now you go towards looking at stocks. Uh, real estate start with one then go ahead and you know uh, pursue some others when you get w- understanding one of them more so down pack in a sense right then you continue to move on okay so that's good I mean like you know I think people right that right there that's that's a lot that's that, a that, good that's a good game plan that's a good mm-hmm. uh, roadmap yeah because I, I think that's a lot of things too I think uh, that's something with our culture too where I think they just don't know and they're confused you know what I mean um and because of the lack of the education, you know, they may think that, you know, purchasing some real estate is a really giant feat to do, right? Um, they might have just heard, you know, you per- you being able to purchase eight uh, uh, put put down by eight thousand dollars on a you know property. Maybe that they never even thought that was possible. You know what I mean? So you know, that's great. That's that's good, man. That's good information because I, I felt like one of the biggest problems was actually earning money. And us being in network marketing, it took us, what, four, four years? I earned some big money, but I still didn't have a lot of the, 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 the education behind it. So mm-hmm. I blew. I blew a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's like I had watches, cars, and all that kind of stuff. So one of the problems ain't just earning it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's now that I'll kind of like, all right, well, I know what messing it up look like. How do we kind of <laughs> take this and turn it into more? Um, and I was kind of like just self-learning, trying to look, you know, free game. There's a lot mm-hmm. of free game out there. But I think now having a roadmap definitely if it's not making some people be aware now on what to do it's kind of confirmation to say i with these i am making the right steps because i've seen people get pulled in different ways and then not work out and then so you get afraid to try like damn i want to try that but i don't want to get pulled out of my lane um so now i guess my next question following that would be has it is it anything different in terms of finances what you teach compared to entrepreneurs and people from coming from a nine to five or you feel like this is just financial gain? Yeah, no. The risk I, is there any different think, risks? No, nah, I think that um, it could be applied to you know entrepreneurs or people you know with nine to five jobs as mm-hmm. far as like especially mm-hmm. with the stocks and real estate and stuff like that. It doesn't matter what you do, right? Um, you know, you could you could be a high paying you could have you could be like an NBA player who's a, a an employee. But they make millions of dollars, right? And then right. we know, like, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are struggling financially. So 
it doesn't really matter which side of the spectrum you're on. Um, the information is still the information and it's still relevant. Of course, the more money that you have to work with, you know, you're going to have more opportunities. Um, but like you said, I mean, you can have a lot of money and just make a bunch of poor decisions. You can have a little bit of money and then, you know, make a couple really key decisions and make that little bit of money. That's a big difference. Exactly. Big difference. Exactly. What's your what's your thoughts on um, you know some of the stuff going on right now? So I think if I'm not mistaken, like I just I think I heard somebody saying that they already got some of their stimulus checks coming in the second round. What's your thoughts on that? Like how people should be you know utilizing this few you know the few dollars that they got coming yeah, in. Yeah, right hopefully now. everybody utilizes it um, wisely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know it's definitely something that I think is needed. A lot of people struggling. This mm-hmm. year was a tough year for a lot of people. So, you know, I would definitely say, like, hey, if you have savings, this might be a time to put some money into savings. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're if struggling to pay off your credit cards, put some of that money into your credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, you know, of course, invest if you can invest it. Sure. Don't just waste the money foolishly. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, just buy things that's just, you know, materialistic. Right. Um, that would be my advice, you know what I mean, if you don't, because it's like this is money that you're not really counting on. Mm-hmm. You didn't mm-hmm. really know if it was going to come to fruition or not. Right. So it's like a bonus at your job, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, you, you're living already. So, of course, if you need this to pay your bills, then yeah, you definitely got to use that. But if you don't need it mm-hmm. to pay bills or you don't need it to, you know, emergency to live right now in this moment, I would say either save it, pay off credit card, or start to invest. Right. Um, don't just say, I, I don't expect this money. I didn't expect this money, so I'm just going. It's free money. That's what we say. Free money. I gotta go buy them Grinch, them Kobe Grinches. (laughs) Right, right. How about the 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 SBA? A lot of that that's been that's been thrown around a lot on terms of people going out there and getting it. Do you feel like there's gonna be some kind of repercussion on how people use it? I I just don't even know what to think about it. Everybody's getting it. I don't know what they're doing with it. Yeah, the SBA um, is you know it's 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 something that I think we took SBA money. We didn't really need it. Um, but we've seen how much was given out. It's an interest-free loan for the first 12 months. I think it's like 3% after for like 30 years. Um, so we probably just paid off in full. But mm-hmm. it's great for business owners because, like, especially like brick-and-mortar business owners, they struggle. Right. So if you you know need to make payroll, you need to make improvements, even if you don't need like if you just want to just make improvements for whatever. Like you got a podcast, you need to make, you know, buy cameras, whatever. It's an interest-free loan for 12 months. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad. Um, it's always good when you can leverage other people's money. You just got to be responsible. Like all things, like, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to take it and just buy a Lamborghini. With it. Right, like, right, right. That's and not, take it right. to get your body done, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't get no new teeth in Colombia yeah. with that money. Facts. <laughs> and be, be prepared to pay it back because you never know. It's the government. So, you know, you got to be prepared to you know, at some point, it's just going to start collecting, like I said, after a year. But just mm-hmm. be prepared. Keep good records. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, shout out right. to our accountant, Ms. Business. She made sure that, you know, everything that we spend, we have bookkeeping. So, it's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. you know, we always keep track of all the money that's being spent. And, you know, it's, everything is legit business expenses. We're not just, you know, spending money just on, on just nonsense. So, um, mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think it was good um, if you were able to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take advantage of it. Use it wisely. And just, you know, be prepared to just pay it back. Over be prepared time. to pay it back. Right, right, right. This is not a lottery. Like, you didn't hit the lottery. Exactly. With that, right. Be prepared to pay it back. Be prepared to utilize it in a productive manner so that when it's time to pay it back, you, you actually did something smart with it so that, you know, it was working for it you. turned into more, yeah. Right. 
right, right, right. Um, cryptos, man. What's your what's your thought? Because the crypto crypto. I was just checking, right man. Now. Checking his checking your Coinbase. Ooh. What's your what's your take on that right now, man? Uh, yeah, you know, crypto's uh, going crazy right now, man. Bitcoin, I think it's like at twenty eight thousand something like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah they hit twenty eight thousand right a couple days ago. Yeah, I don't think it's no stopping Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, why not? Of, why not? Why don't you think anything stopping Bitcoin? I just feel like it's very resilient. Um, you know, like I was in, invested in crypto like years ago. Like I, I started investing in crypto like 2017. That was like the first time it really made like national you know, news when it mm-hmm. really started to spike up. Right, when it hit 19, I think, I right? Yeah, 19, yeah, yeah. right. Um, so I got in at like 6,000. Um, but I just saw it crash. Mm-hmm. And I saw so much pressure put on it from governments, from banking institutions, from everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it was just hit with everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like just hit with everything. And it survived it, you know. Mm-hmm. So for something like that to happen, and if to, for it to survive that, lets me know that it's not a fad. Mm-hmm. And um, to see so much institutional money now getting put into it, yeah, lets me know like, I, right, you know, these people aren't stupid. If they here to stay, yeah. So mm-hmm. I believe in Bitcoin. I think that it's definitely here to stay. A lot of the altcoins, I'm not so sure about. Right. Um, right. You know, I, I was a big fan of Ripple, and then they got hit with a, a lawsuit, SEC mm-hmm. lawsuit, saying. Mm-hmm. And they just fell apart, like 60% drop in like two days. Yep. We got to see how that plays out. So, I mean, that's probably my biggest regret, which is not putting all my money in Bitcoin. I had a lot of these altcoins, and a lot of these altcoins that I had, they're not even worth anything anymore. Right. But if I would have just put all my money in Bitcoin, I definitely would have been up been it. more than right. where I am now. But um, I can definitely say I have confidence in Bitcoin, mm-hmm. for sure. I don't really have confidence in too many other those coins, but I think cryptocurrency is definitely here to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think Bitcoin definitely had to stay for sure. I think um, I, I believe you. I think so too. And I remember I went to a, I went to a Bob Proctor event in, in Toronto uh, two years ago, and it was like um, a pretty you know ex- like kind of private event, and um, a lot of like major business people were there. And I had a, it was a five day event, and I remember having a conversation with this one gentleman. Uh, cool dude. We actually still chop it up every now and then today. But uh, his family owns some oil wells in Texas. So he's he's, he's good. And I remember him saying, hey, man, um, do yourself a favor. Go buy some Bitcoin. At the time, right, this was 2018. It, had, it, made, it made the dip. <clears throat> was it? Two? Yeah, it was 2018. So it made the dip. The coins were around $6,000 around that time. And I remember he was saying, he was like, yo, go buy some now he goes it takes around five thousand dollars to mine one bitcoin so it ain't gonna really go too much lower if it does which it did for a little bit but he goes give it about 10 years he said just buy it sit on it who cares about what's going on up and down with the you know price of it or whatever give it about 10 years he said he said i'm not saying this he goes he believes that we'll see bitcoin hit a million dollars i don't know how true that is but you know um seeing how it's going up you know what i mean uh as time is going on i've been reading some stuff uh even that they believe before 2021 it might is over it might hit 50,000 you know so you just we just never know but yeah it's true man um do you think uh people so is that do you do you view bitcoin as an investment or do you view bitcoin as like um an actual currency for what it is like you know what i'm saying I don't know if you understand the question I'm yeah, asking. That's, but a good, like, that's a good question. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons, that's one of the problems with big cryptocurrency is a little misleading. Yes. It's not really a currency for a variety of different reasons. It has A currency has to be stable. You can't, like, if if this bottle of water costs 
a dollar today, I come back tomorrow and it costs five dollars. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Like, so Bitcoin is more of an investment. All of the currencies are investments where they go up and down. Yep. Uh, uh, current currencies don't move up and down like mm-hmm. that. They they have to stay stable in order for it to have value. So, yeah, I don't really look at it at this point as a currency. I look at it more as an investment, more like a not even an investment. I look at it more as like a storage of value, like um, mm-hmm. gold. That's what mm-hmm. people are saying. It's like digital gold is going to replace gold. Gotcha. Like how people look at gold, like you know, it is an investment, but gold is like you know store value like mm-hmm. you hoard gold because you know it'll have value and right. go up over the course of right. time so it's like bitcoin could potentially be that because it's very similar in the standpoint where it um it's a limited amount mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you know I mean? it's a limited amount and people are really hoarding it they're not really like trading correct and not, not buying pizza with bitcoin right right now, right, it, right it makes no sense it's going to go up so much exactly you just hoarding it. everybody's just hoarding their bitcoin right now so it's mm-hmm. more so i look at it more so like gold um, but yeah, the currency standpoint, um, it's feel like just not yet. Just not ain't yet. at that point yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe another coin. I know, um, Facebook <clears throat> was trying to come up with their coin. Then they got stopped by the government. That would have been interesting. That would, cause that was a stable coin. Like meaning mm-hmm. like the price doesn't fluctuate. Really? Talk about that if you can a little bit. Cause I didn't really know too much about yeah, that. Yeah, it was, um, Libra was okay. the name of it. And, um, it was supposed to be a stable coin. Like I said, a stable coin. There's a few stable coins out now, like Tether. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they, they just stay flat, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be used, um, you know, like on, on Facebook's platform. But if you really think about it, Facebook has a billion users, um, probably even more than that when you add in, you know, all of the WhatsApp, WhatsApp and, and Instagram, Instagram mm-hmm. maybe like two billion users, right? So it's like you got twenty percent of the world's population uses mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. So now if they have their own currency overnight, they become the most dominant, you know, country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's why they got stopped. The government stopped them because mm-hmm. it's like you know, countries are controlled by currency, and that's one of the reasons why they really, really tried to crush Bitcoin. Because yeah, it's like yeah, if yeah. You, you, countries control currencies, governments control currency. So if Facebook has a, a digital currency that a billion people are using every day, Facebook con- mm-hmm. is a country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're they going to surpass right. China as exactly. the, biggest, the biggest country, right? With no passport needed, no nothing like that, right? No, no government paperwork. Um, let's go back real quick to stocks. Um, how do you feel about what, 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 what's some stocks you think people should really be looking at right now? I mean, I think, you know, the, 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 the big boys, Apple, mm-hmm. um, Microsoft. And these are just long term, like no matter what, yeah, like just hold them down. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, if you look at Apple, Apple's going to go up over time. Microsoft. I think Tesla is going to go up Tesla over time. Tesla yeah. definitely is a more volatile stock. Mm-hmm. I think the future of Tesla is, is bright, but you just got to... Tesla type of stock, it might drop forty percent, then it might shoot up a thousand percent. Like you know what I'm saying? You gotta be able to ride that roller coaster. <laughs> right. um, but Tesla definitely is a good Why do you think that is? I mean, the the industry itself is still new. Um, you know, as far as the the whole electric car, even though Tesla does more than just electric cars, um, but it's still the industry is still developing. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like a you know, volcano. I used to live in Hawaii. I learned about volcanoes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you study nature, you can really learn a lot about just life in general. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I learned that the, all those islands was formed from volcano. Mm-hmm. And it's like the volcano exploded and then the hot lava came and it hits the ocean. It turns into rock. rock. Over the course of time, when it, when it rains on the rock, now it turns into vegetation. Then when the rock hits it, then it turns into sand. But all that takes thousands of years, but it's very volatile at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then when you see an island and you see it's just plush and green and mm-hmm. breeze 
but that started from a very volatile standpoint in order for it to get to come. Right, right. I think it like, you know, and that's Crazy. like just like in life in general, a lot of times, like even when a baby's being born, like mm-hmm. that's a very volatile situation. A mother's giving birth and then like afterwards, it's a, it's a calm situation. So beginning stages of companies, beginning stages of industries, it's volatile. It's a lot of things that happen. And then, you know, you throw in Elon Musk, who probably is, He's you know, a wild boy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's Respect just... Respect to him, but he's a wild boy. Yeah, yeah. he's like the Kanye of, of, <laughs> of, of, tech. of tech, right? You know what I'm saying? So he's, he's, he's a different CEO, and he, you know, he's... You don't know what, what he's going to tweet, mm-hmm. and that, you know, and that... So it's a lot of different combinations that make Tesla a very volatile situation. But um, I think over the course of time, Tesla is definitely going to go up for mm-hmm. sure. Um... I think, you know, I like a lot of the chip stocks, what we call chip stocks. Mm-hmm. What's that? So chip stocks are like um, like the chips inside of computers that make computers ah, okay. work. Ah, okay. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So it's like um, like NVIDIA, AMD, things of that nature. So there's an there's a, um, ETF called SMH, which has a lot of like Taiwan semiconductor. Like these are like lesser known companies, but have really good returns. So if you look at tech, like, you know, I believe like you should invest in tech. But then it's like there's different subdivisions of tech. So there's like the chip chip companies, right? Like that's like a, a unique niche inside of tech. Cybersecurity. It's a different So right. like Crown, uh, Wall Street Travel, shout out to him. He always talks about that. That's, that's one of his crown strike. That's so cybersecurity is going to become bigger and bigger, right? Because it's like we live in our lives online. You got to protect it. Right. So it's like, you know, it's like the, the old, like, gold, gold analogy where it's like, you know, the people that really made money during the gold rush wasn't really people looking for gold, people selling picks and axes. Mm. So it's like, you know, we know that technology is going to drive this. So it's like you might want to look at different subsectors of technology, like cybersecurity or chips or, you know, different things of that nature. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, that's that's, that's like, real. Yeah. It's, I think that that's, that's where we're headed. Tech has, has taken off. Mm-hmm. And has been the leader in the stock market, um, and I think it's only going to stay that way. Of course, you got the Amazons of the world; they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Google, I feel like you know all of those major players are going to stay, and then you might have a couple like you know just uh, get birthed in the next ten years. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. So, so we got to find out which uh, chips. Uh, Elon plan on putting in our brains to go invest, yeah. right? This boy over there saying, well, school. Pull out the vaccine and check what's, what chip is in there, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like school. What school? We're just going to put this chip in your brain right now. You ain't got to go to no school, yeah, man. That, I mean, that might happen. Right? You want to learn how to fly this helicopter? Don't go to no school. Let me put this chip in your brain. But, uh, yeah, no, Elon is crazy, and everything you just said is true, bro. Um, uh, I know one thing that I've personally wanted to ask you is, you know, and it's probably you can't answer it in, you know, a couple sentences, but I would love to know, you know, your take. And it's um, someone's thoughts on because if they've been following people been following you for a little while, like I have, they've seen how big and fast your social media has been able to grow. And in, and in a part, that's that's business uh, uh, education as well, too, because if you grow your social media, that is going to fall in line with, you know, business opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Um, if somebody was watching you and they saw how how fast and and you know there's people out there you could tell they buying followers they buying the comments they buy none of that there's none of that yeah, going yeah, on yeah. with this man right here none of that it's all organic you know what I mean and I fo- I follow him in a sense of like a student of like seeing how he moves listening to what he talks about and even as far as like his social media how he's been growing it uh, from his personal your personal page 
to your uh your your podcast platform to your podcast IG page like you know, uh, I know it's a lot of information. That's not something that people can do overnight. I know you've been grinding, but 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 if somebody right now is watching, they're like, "Yo, how can I build my my page? What what's some tips you can give? How can I uh, build it themselves? Like, you know, how can they build their, yeah. their brand or, or, or company?" I, I think you gotta be consistent. That's the most underrated thing. I think, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to social media, mm -hmm. it's not. Now, what's consistency to you as far as like? I mean, well, so we got two pages: uh, Earn Your Leisure's page, and then my page. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I put more focus these days on Earn Your Leisure's page because that's the brand and that's moving at a really, you know, quick pace. So I try we post, I post at least three times on Earn Your Leisure's page a day and then anywhere from two to three times on my page a day. Um, so like five posts a day and then, you know, you might, might tweet something. Um, so, yeah, at least five well, for us, if you got a regular page, I would say at least three posts Instagram, at least three posts a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you sure. build a my, brand. my once a week ain't hitting. Once <laughs> yeah. a week, my man over here posts by once every season. I posted twenty nineteen. Yeah, I don't want nothing to remember. So far for fall, <laughs> he got another post coming up for the winter. <laughs> you know, yeah. So you saying three? So and I and I ain't mean to cut you off. Three three posts a day. Um, and and obviously so so and this this is something that Dion mentioned once a while back, and uh, I felt like it was so true, right? You know, you're saying three times a day. If you're if you're watching this and you just you don't really have and this is the word Dion used. If you're not purposeful with your social media, like I don't think Rashad is just saying if you're home and you're just doing whatever, you're taking three shots of your wall three yeah. times a day you know what i'm saying or three like silly selfies a day no it's like three purposeful posts for uh, for an end like an agenda right like there's an end goal that you're trying to achieve right so and i only cut you off you go ahead and finish that so three three posts yeah three uh, posts a day per day um and like you said it just can't be random posts so mm -hmm. what's your purpose what are you doing what would you are you going with it yeah creativity is another big thing um it's not easy Mm -hmm. people to come up with different ideas and you know kind of you know it's like artwork really like you gotta kind of shape the picture mm -hmm. on it and put mm -hmm. the caption on it and all of that stuff so it's not as easy as people think it is mm -hmm. social media is really like a job mm -hmm. and this is why they have you know it's a whole business of social media consultants right now that, to post right. for people that right. can't do it themselves and that's not bad either like if you can't do it um, instead of like beating your head against the wall if you, you have, if you have an expert that can help you then you know that might not be a bad thing but um I mean, for us, that's, that Instagram was really the catalyst. Right. This whole situation, we didn't pay for ads or anything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. It was all done through word of mouth and through Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. That has really propelled us. So social media is definitely a very powerful tool. Mm -hmm. It is um, something that, you know, you can reach millions of people all mm -hmm. over the world and um, gives you an opportunity. So it's like from Instagram, then, you know, we have the podcast and we have the YouTube and so we have our online university. University, right. So it's so many different university. stuff, but all of it really came from just Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then that allows us to have people's attention and move them in different directions. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. So, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, it just seems like entrepreneurship, like you said, you, 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 you learn a lot from your, your father. Um... Is there any fears that you have and when and any concerns when it comes to creating something, executing something? Because you was like, I got this idea, I just put this together, and then we're going we gonna to be consistent on it. Is there anything that, that, any fears you personally have when it comes to entrepreneurship? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say not really fears. It's more so just like, you know, you might have apprehension, apprehension or, you know, 
just kind of. Oh, you just like try stuff. Like, all right, yeah, yeah, a shot, mean, give yeah, a shot. I just try it. I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, um, the worst that can happen is that you fail. And that's not really that bad in the grand scheme of things. It's not like you're going to die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't really look at it like there's too much pressure. Like, I, I just look at it like, you know, because it's like, for me, I wish I would have did this earlier. You know, honestly, like I, I, I wanted to do the, the Instagram thing for a while. I thought I could be mm-hmm. like years ago. I wanted to write a book. I always thought that I could be like a Instagram public figure. And um, but, you know, I just never really got into it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whether it was just self-doubt or just, you know, you think about how people might judge you or whatever. And then, like I said, when I saw Val doing mm-hmm. it, I'm like, you know what? Like, if she's doing it, I'm, I'm going to do I'm it. Give a shit. Right, right, right. I don't right. care. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like at the end of the day. Who cares? Like what, what people think or public opinion. It's like, can't really worry about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So for me, yeah, I don't really have too much fear and stuff. It's just a matter of just just doing it. Just going out there and just trying okay. to figure it out. And then if it, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, there's usually a lesson of why mm-hmm. it didn't work. Go back to the drawing board, tweak some things, and um, come back. Because I look at it for me like I never really had a real job. Like other than like working in a camp. When I graduated from college, I started off as you know an advisor, and that was a commission job. So that's like being an entrepreneur off the gate. It's like you don't, there's no office that you got to check in with. You just go outside and try to, you know, move products. Right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, it's like right. if you make it good, if you don't, you know, you got to find something else to do. So I look at it like a lot of times people look at it like entrepreneurs risky. Like, you know, what I mean? it's like. But for me, I never had a job, so it'd be, I would have a high level of anxiety if I had to work a job. Mm. It's like waking up and, yes, you know, saying like that would that would really bother me. So it's like mm-hmm. for this, like it's like people look at like it's it's a lot that comes with being an entrepreneur. You don't know how much you're going to get paid. You don't know when you're going to get paid. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm used to it. I've been doing that my whole life pretty much. So I don't really know any way else to oh, live. Right. Right. And right. I ask you specifically right. that because sometimes, multiple times when we talk to people that's transitioned to entrepreneurship, um, I let them know. Like there's a lot of people who look at this as the normal world. Like, but then... They can't transition to your world of yeah. just relying on yeah. a job. So I think it's, it's like, it's like whatever, you, whatever you get trained to do, that's what you're going to think right. is the best way to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like if I would have came into the workforce and started working, I probably would have that mindset. And it would be, I'd be like nervous about being an entrepreneur. Right. Like being that I was blessed to do that out the gate. Mm-hmm. It's like I really can't imagine not waking up whenever I want. Right. I can't right. imagine. And it's like. With that, I can't imagine having a set hour. Like I don't, I work whenever. Like, you know what I mean? If me right. in Miami, we got something to do, we got to work. Like you know what I'm saying? How was being like an entrepreneur so long? Like, what was the perception of? Because I feel like we knew entrepreneurs, even though it was eight to me, to me, eight years, ten years. I just felt like it, like really started to become it um, exposed or, or it's just like a thing now where everybody's trying something. Yeah, it's I a good like, thing, yeah, but it's, it's a, um, how was it like in your time? You've been an entrepreneur your whole time. And people just look at you as the crazy dude or the guy that just doesn't want a job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I just looked at it like just off. Like, I just I always just wanted to just do my thing. And mm-hmm. um, I think people just kind of just respected that. Mm-hmm. And I just always value my, my, my freedom. So even when it wasn't the most popular, trendy thing for me, I always looked at it like, you know, it wasn't really about money. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just about, like, having, like, freedom to do stuff what I want to do. I look at it like if I if I could just make enough money to survive, I would rather do that than you know make a million dollars and be a slave in the corporate world yes, sir. and have somebody like breathe down my neck. Mm-hmm. It's like you know your peace of mind is everything, your quality of life is everything. I right, know. Sir. If I work hard enough, I'm gonna eventually get there. Eventually, 
Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's how I always looked at it. I never looked at it like, all right, times is hard right now. I got to get a job. Mm-hmm. I like, times is hard. I got to figure it out. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. That's it. That's what's up. That's yes, it. sir. No, that's real talk. And I think that's something that, you know, most people, if they ever, like, you know, read any books on either entrepreneurship or, you know, read any, uh, you know, documentaries or biographies on, like, people they look up to who became successful. It's always, like, a very, uh, I'll say, you know, uh, a common denominator with, with some of the things that you're explaining, where it's like, you know, for you it was, yo, here, here's my options. I would rather do this because I don't want that. And that was the driving force. The reason why I want to be an entrepreneur is because I don't want to have a boss breathing down my throat. Or I don't want to have a time clock that I got to punch in and all this stuff. So some folks, you know, when you, I hope when you hear that, you're understanding like, well, if you want to maybe get to a different situation in your life that is maybe outside of like the normal life that you understand, those are some of the thoughts that are going to come into your mind. You just heard from somebody what made his decisions, you know, a little bit easier to make. It was what he wanted. Right. What was the end outcome? You know, some people only look at it, look at their decision making as, well, if I do this right now, it's going to pay my cell phone bill this Friday. So I'm just going to do this instead of looking, you know, beyond. So I, I really, really enjoy it. You know, I appreciate what you what you just said. So people can just have, a, you know, just a different understanding, man, of what, what it takes to like get to where you at. Because I'm pretty sure. Right. If somebody just got onto your page right now and they see hundred thousand plus followers on your IG. Uh, well, half a million, right? On your on your uh, podcast page, four hundred fifty. Oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> right? Verified all this stuff. They they probably just come on and they say, oh well, that's nice. They don't know like the stuff that yeah. you had to go through to make that happen, you know. And I always like want to point pinpoint that out because they may hear it uh, all the time if they're listening to things like this. Not not everybody does listen to stuff like this. We enjoy stuff like this, right? But um, you know, it's just it's just really you know important to point that out. You know, if you want to get, I, I heard somebody say this. I forgot who the first person to tell me this was was um, you know, uh, if you draw a circle. And you draw a dream, like what they call a dream circle. So you ask somebody, right? Like, let's draw this circle, and inside the circle, say all, put all the stuff you want in there: a mansion, cars, no debt. You want to give X amount of money to charity. You want to take care of your parents, your family. You don't want them to work. Put it all in that circle. Put it all in the circle. Everything you want in this circle is actually outside the circle. Like it's out. This is your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is actually out here, it's outside of the circle. And some people in that it's like they will give up everything they want in that circle to stay comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And you're explaining how that wasn't it. You didn't want to necessarily. You 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 had the mindset before you saw your homegirl Val saying, "Yo, damn, I gotta maybe get a little uncomfortable. I know I could do some of those things. She's inspiring me to do some of these things. Let me get uncomfortable." Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So it's real. It's real talk, man. Um, uh, I was going to ask you a couple more things, you know, on the social media tip, too, you know, as far as like because you said something you said, you know, like being creative, you know, being creative on social media. Um, uh, If I remember correctly, I know one of the one of the things that caught my eye and I'm pretty sure many other people's eyes to like how you were posting is you were you would take like scenarios from my culture or from sports and then tie in the business side to it. And I love that. Like, I, I just, still to this day, I look forward to those posts. You know what I'm saying? And um, <clears throat> would you say, like, those are, like, some of the elements of being creative to make people want to say, oh, that, that was, let, let, me, let me see who, who put that up. All right, yeah. let me follow you for that. Like, is that, that, that like, that's Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I did that. And, um, you know, it was, I feel like I look at myself more as, like, a creative than even an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur by, 
you know, just default. That's, you know, <laughs> that, that just has to happen. But I like the creative process. Yeah. I really enjoy that, you know. So um, just thinking of, like, how can we be different? Mm-hmm. And um, whether it's, like, doing that and then, like, you know, then, like, we started have bringing guests on the podcast and, like, you know, people just bring random guests on the podcast and it's like, that's it. But, like, how can we promote this? So I started, like, writing stories about the guests. Like, mm-hmm. you know, man turn a thousand dollars into 10 million da, da, da. He's sleeping <laughs> with his mom in, in, in a basement and now he's on top of the world and you know just like all these like these stories that was like oh this is amazing like the guy right. was in jail for 10 years and now he's a millionaire and like stuff like that and I would write the articles and like put it on on our page and then like you know people would share it and all that and that was a way to like build build publicity for the podcast stuff like that and um, just trying to just be think outside the box mm-hmm. and just be and just be creative and feel like, all right, we doing this now people are starting to do it. Let's do something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying like mm-hmm. when they start to do that, let's do something well, yeah, else. Yeah, old school thinking too. Like let, yeah. let's let's leave them there. Let's go. Let's go move on to the. Yeah, yeah for sure. So else. I think that's that's something that's that's big too for entrepreneurs is that you got to be creative and you can't be stagnant. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Things always evolve, so mm-hmm. it's like what worked two years ago might not work now. Mm-hmm. Like even with Instagram, like the app has changed. So it's right. like we first started putting out sixty-second videos, then IGTV they start pushing that. So we start putting out long-form con- long-form content in IGTV. Right now they pushing reels. Yeah. So now we do the reels. Like I'm saying, it's right. like mm-hmm. if we would have just stayed with sixty-second videos, it would have slowed our our growth because mm-hmm. they're not getting the same. Views on the algorithm, right? The algorithm's right. Then, not you know, yeah, then the reels are or the IGTV is. So yeah. you always gotta just stay constant. What was going on out there? Pop culture, right? And um, not follow the trend, but stay aware of everything so you could be ahead of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I remember even uh, it was like last week you posted something that had me dying. Actually, I don't even think you meant it to be funny, but it was funny as hell to me. Uh, you post <laughs> when you posted an article with uh the uh the covid covid like they, they like got a there's like a new variant of like covid oh, yeah, in the uk yeah, 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 <laughs> Yo, yeah. his comment was covid reloaded yeah. <laughs> 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 i think you like you posed the question like you know about it or the post but yeah i mean like creativity you know it was funny like COVID yeah. but, uh, um clubhouse no another aspect of social media that you've been on i, I could say even you utilizing the same uh, principles like on that too you know one of the first rooms that i jumped on the clubhouse you happen to be on you happen to be in and i was listening to it and um i was trying i'm just trying to understand i kind of understand clubhouse better now you know what i mean but talk about that you know what's your, what's your views on clubhouse on how uh one how you use it you know uh, what what do you like about it? what's your benefits and how somebody can use it if they want to again you know build their, their their platform clubhouse is cool um i feel like it's just I try not to be on there too much because it's it's very time consuming. It is like it some is. people's on there like all day, like literally forty eight hour marathon. Oh, I'm like I don't know how y'all doing yeah, this. Yeah, because you have to be because you have to be active in a yeah. in a in a, in a, uh, like a controlled yeah. environment too. Yeah. Like it ha- can't be loud. Got to be quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah. So so it's it's but it's a great networking tool. So how I like to go on is um going like I was on a, um, a discussion with uh, Swiss Beats and uh, Meek Mill. Few other um, great people as well, and um, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to them for sure, and um, shout out to my man Wall Street Trap who put, pulled me in there, and uh, they had asked me about crypto. Mm-hmm. Me, I guess, was interested in crypto, so I got to speak. I spoke for like five minutes about crypto. He asked me a question, you know, so I was like, that's the first interaction that I had with him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll have more, but that's, that wouldn't have happened 
that's the that's the unique thing about Clubhouse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you get mm-hmm. to not just celebrities, but it is a, a major part where it's like these people just having conversations and you just jumping in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Whether you actually participating or you're just listening. Right. It's like you're not really gonna have a chance to hear, you know what I'm saying, your favorite artist, celebrity, entrepreneur, whatever, like on the phone with twenty other people. Right. Just having a free flow and it's like a group chat, like you know what I'm saying? Like a group right. conversation, a group call. Like you get to be that fly on the wall. Exactly. So it's an interesting thing, man, and I think that they really, um, yeah, they 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 struck something that wasn't nobody else was doing that. Like mm-hmm. even with the Instagram, I thought Instagram a long time ago should have had um, multiple people to do lives instead of just one. Mm-hmm. Like I think they they probably regret not doing that now. I don't know if they was able to do it with the technology or whatever, but they should. But have you been. could do live. You could do IG live with multiple. People, can you? Nah, I think one. I think, I think it's just only, only one, one person. Like, like you just, could add one person. Oh, okay. Well, so my, my, like my, my bad. When I heard multiple in my mind, I heard more than one. Like well, in my yeah, mind, well, actually. Okay. So you mean like a group? But like, I mean like a group. Like got you, got you, got you. Got like you. ten people. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Because that's pretty much what Clubhouse is. Right, just right, audio. right. But if you yep. think about it, it's like that's what Clubhouse is. It's like just a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And there's no other social media platform that allows you. I think Twitter's coming out with something like that. But right mm-hmm. now, there's nothing. That, there's nothing else like that. I heard about that too. So um, it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. interesting. I think that um, it has a bright future. And you know, these, these social media apps is always a little risky because um, the bigger companies usually come and like either take it over, like even Vine, right? Vine was hot, mm-hmm. and then you know Instagram put out their their video clips Shut it down. and it was over. Um, so it's the same thing with Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Snapchat was super hot. And then Instagram came out with stories. You haven't really heard too much about Snap. Right. Uh, so now we got to see with TikTok. TikTok, you know, Instagram put out their reels. So TikTok's still moving strong. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how Clubhouse, you know, because they're going to come, whether they'll come to purchase it or they'll come to, you know, kind of copy what they're doing. It'll be interesting to see if they can survive. But, um I feel it's a great it's a great networking tool. Yeah, yeah, I agree I, with you. That's how I use it to to build relationships with people, to go and you know drop some gems and to learn too. Honestly, I learned yes, a lot sir. of stuff on Clubhouse that you know yes, sir. I didn't know um, from different people that might be speaking. So I think you know, like all social media, you gotta they could be good and bad because mm-hmm. I see I see some 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 negative things happening on Clubhouse like too. What? You know, just like. It's, Gossip conversations happening There's about so that. many. I call them junk food rooms. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like how to know if your man's cheating on you. Like, you know what I'm saying like all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you see people like kind of fighting on Clubhouse, like through the phone. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, out. Like, yeah people getting aired out. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. a lot of a lot of ghetto. Yeah, exactly. Ghetto crazy exactly. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And you know, people people unfortunately people's going to drive towards that. So those those are going to be on the blog sites like yo this rapper just got into this beef on Clubhouse and you know, right. like putting the audio on YouTube people watch listening to it on YouTube so I don't want it to turn into you know high school lunchroom mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we just going on to see your favorite rapper beefing with this person or you going mm-hmm. on there to curse this person out right um, right but right. you know I, I guess it's good it's good and bad with everything whatever yeah that balance um, but right now I think you know it does have an opportunity. And I would advise people that you are using it to use it widely. Just like anything. Instagram, whatever you're using, you can use it for nonsense or you can use it for something beneficial. So Clubhouse is, 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 is definitely, you know, popular right now. So that's how I use it. And I think, you know, everybody should 
you know, look into using it in that capacity if you if you're interested in right. you know, learning or growing your business, growing your brand. Right, 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 right. And it's so true, yeah. Because there was a couple times too where I was scrolling and I'm like hit the wrong button. It's like, yo, I just pulled up on the wrong yeah, block. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. on the wrong now. Let me yeah. get out. Let me get off this street real quick. Yeah. This is ridiculous in here. Yeah, yeah, that's but a yeah, fact. Yeah, that's and and, fact. Then, and then if you're not if you're not you know aware, it's almost like scrolling up on Instagram aimlessly, right? Just watching a bunch of stuff because it will take up a lot of your time. You just sit there and start listening to these songs, right? <laughs> and then you just start, your mind just start, you know, being, going, wandering in a useless direction. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah facts and You don't want to jump out. You don't want to miss nothing. <laughs> so you just fall asleep listening. Yeah. Now, now I perp, like, when I when I first got on, I caught myself, like, listening to some of the stupidness. I'm like, nah, what am I doing? What is this, man? And then, like, now I really... Like, I just scan. Like, I'll see, first of all, whoever I'm following, that's who will show, like, the rooms that they're in. So I make sure I'm not following nobody stupid. Before, it was, like, a little more free-flowing. I think, like, now it's, like, they kind of, like, uh, like tamed it down to where really to, like, who you follow, and you'll see their okay. rooms pop up. You can see more now, yeah. but, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just I just follow people. If, if it ain't, if I don't see nothing pertaining to something I'm going to learn from, just giving y'all a heads up, like, I think, you know, if you want to use it productively. If I don't see no rooms that seem like I can learn something from it, or... I can give value from experiences that I've had in some way, shape, or form in a productive or positive direction. I get off it, like uh, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, man. Um, a question for you, man. So now, uh, as the success is growing, what, what, how do you prize yourself? What kind of things are you into, man? Oh, he getting the money. I see he's getting. Uh, he getting to the money now. Yeah, man. Man. He he get, get, I see y'all, into... boy. I see the three Range Rovers walking to the Range Rovers Club. <laughs> yeah, he get to the money. Club. Yeah, give it up. Yeah, so to the how? Money uh, yeah, how do you prize? Like, what do you? You work hard. How do you prize yourself? Yeah, I mean, you know, just even like coming out here, um, you know, with our families, uh, you know, I threw my son a birthday party on a yacht. Yes, sir. So, you know, that's something that, you know, mm -hmm. I never had a birthday party. I still haven't had a birthday party on a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, that that's something, you know, I like to do, like, you know, just have different experiences for him. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, you know, I just, I, I just got to watch. Um, so yes, that, was, that was something that I was waiting for. I wanted to, you know had like a milestone that I hit before I got that. So, mm -hmm. you know, that was like, you know, dope, dope. but um yeah, you know, you gotta treat yourself every now and then. You gotta live and like I said, just do it responsibly. So I like to I like to travel, um, you know, different experiences. Uh yeah, that's really that's really it. I don't really spend too much money. Uh, most of the time. Like if I if I'm gonna spend money it's gonna be like on an experience like traveling. Mm -hmm. Something like that where I can actually like you know, live in that moment and really have memories. Memories. They say you can't waste money when you're traveling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. That's yes, a fact. sir. Creating those experiences. Um, I'll probably say, man, you know, le leading us off into the new year, uh, what's what, what's something that, um, you know, you're, you're looking forward to in 2021? Um, from I say a business or, or do you or think it'd financial. be better than twenty twenty? Yeah, oh, man, we hoping we all praying and <laughs> hoping that it is. But what's your what's your financial outlook for twenty twenty one? Me personally, or for like the country, or like oh, well, actually, I say yeah. Let's let's for the people, like you know, if, yeah, yeah, for the country. Um, you know, God willing, I think things will improve. Um, you know, of course, everybody is leery about this whole COVID vaccine. Yeah. Um, so we gotta see how that plays out. Yeah. Especially but, if there's a new variant that the vaccine probably not even yeah, you know, built for. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but hopefully, you know, COVID will get it under control mm -hmm. at some point um, this year, and the economy will start to open back up again at some point this year, which would definitely be beneficial and would help people. Um, so I'm optimistic about 2021. Mm -hmm. I think that 2021 will be um, better than 2020. 
Um, Some people saying, damn. <laughs> now you can say, this is your year. Now, I don't see nobody owning 2021. Uh-huh. They're like, I don't know. 2020 was different. Yeah, so now I'm optimistic, man. You know me, I'm always optimistic, though, because I feel like, you know, you always got to stay positive. Right. You always got to stay positive. And there's opportunities. I mean, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, um, there's opportunities in every crisis. So, like, 2020 was the bad year for a lot of people, but for some people, it was the best year of their life. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, it really mm-hmm. depends on which side of the coin you was on. If you was positioned to take advantage of it. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like one person can say one story, the other person can say a That's different story. They, they, opposite story, and right. They both, they both true. It just depends yeah. on which side of the coin you fall on. Um, so, hopefully, 2021 is better for everybody. I'm optimistic. I think the economy will, you know, start to rebound, mm-hmm. um, which would be helpful. But if not, you got to be prepared for it, too. Right, right. right. Exactly. Yeah, for that, too. Sucks. So we'll see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ex- expectation creates preparation, as they say. Mm-hmm. Facts. Um, man, oh, I appreciate your time, man. You know, this was this was beyond, you know, valuable for not only people watching, but even for myself. Uh, this was great. Uh, I'm definitely going to invite you back. The next time yeah. you're in Miami, we're going to do a part two or something like that, man. No, I appreciate free. that. Thank no, you. Yes, sir. No, and if you, um, you know, if you want to check out this podcast, it's called Earn Your Leisure. Right, it's on YouTube. It's on all the streaming platforms. We'll put, uh, you know, all the tags inside the the, the YouTube uh, page as well on the post. But much much respect to you, man. Like, really? this was dope. Thank Appreciate you very it. much for stopping by. Shout out, the shots, the loud. Thank you very much, my man. Episode uh, eight is a wrap. Thank you very much. Check it out. Check out my man's page. Let's get it.